to Unhinged Movie Misfits. I'm Kayla. And I'm Sam. And today we're talking about Priscilla and Divinity. This is, again, two very different movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure that no one has heard of Divinity. And we hadn't even heard of Divinity. Yeah, we didn't hear it. And uh, it looked like a slow movie week. Um, the theaters in Knoxville right now are in dire shape. They're full of a bunch of Christian propaganda because that's where we live. Yeah, the and same person that's made the sound of freedom, sounding of freedom, <laughs> um, has made another m- movie, and yeah, they're the, they are making <laughs> movies that they can guarantee that they will make an entire church. Yeah, just, they're they're gonna make money here because everyone here is a moron, and they'll just get their entire church to go to the movie. Y'all, this is like literally in righteous gemstones. You've got to stop like doing this. So the end of uh, Sound of Freedom and the end of this new movie that's out. I don't even know the name of it. I'm not gonna. Oh, it's After oh, it's death. the one about yeah, yeah. It's the one about past lives or something. I no, literally not past lives. clicked on that one thinking it was gonna be some really cool science documentary. And no, I was like, like no, that's the that's the horrible thing about this movie is it tries to act like it has scientific backing. There's it, it, they act like they talk to scientists. There's no. It's so that these Christians <laughs> can be like, but I saw a scientist in this documentary. But anyways, I was saying at the end of this shit, they beg you. They're like, buy a ticket to someone. Bring everyone you know. Bring your youth group bring your whole church bring your what are those shitty things called your your man's groups what your, are they called your man's your bring man's your man's groups what are they called <laughs> men's groups that's what they're called they are called man's groups yeah oh, okay. but i just it was like, your man's. <laughs> bring your man's <laughs> So anyways, it was full of a bunch of shit, and I think I glossed over it, because I'm like, Divinity? Oh, there's another fucking <laughs> religious movie. Yeah, uh, I kind of saw it too, and I was like, ooh, Divinity? No. So we're going to talk about that real quick, and then we'll talk about Priscilla. Priscilla is definitely a better movie. It is a really good movie. We'll probably talk about it again. Uh, and the end of your wrap-up, I thought it was amazing. Uh, but we're gonna so hang hang th- with us. I think our review of Divinity, even though you haven't heard about it, is gonna be hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> and hang with us for our, our Priscilla review. Um, so Divinity, uh, th- this is a movie. It's about two brothers. <laughs> it's about two brothers. It's about two brothers. <laughs> two brothers, and they come out and they have briefcase. Two brothers. <laughs> it's uh, they, they're born from a hole. And two it's, brothers, and it's, and it's in black and white. <laughs> and it's got two brothers. Two brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie is brought to you by Steven Soden Sodenberg. Is that his name, or is it Soden? Yeah, Sodenberg. So you probably know that guy, especially if you watch movies. He's did the Ocean's Eleven movies and the Magic Mike movies. Oh, yeah, those are really great. I've never watched Magic You did Contagion. Everyone watched that a couple years ago. Yeah, I watched that a couple years ago. He did Aaron Brockovich. He did Traffic. He's done some good movies. He's done some bad movies. But it's really weird that he funded this really fucking weird movie. It's by this director called Eddie Alcatraz. And his other movies are... I think this is his first feature. No, wait, he has other features. But they're all look like the same style really weird black and white it's it's another one of those sci-fi movies that has a lot of ideas and doesn't take any of that time to... there was there was so many thoughts so many thoughts never no. completed yeah <laughs> never just a like, completed thought it's just like talking to al it has a thought and doesn't complete it jeez <laughs> i'm going for it uh so it has it, it it has a lot of things that it wants to explore and then it doesn't actually explore them very well yeah, um, I was entertained. 
yeah it was never boring boring. it's there wasn't a boring moment in the movie yeah well most of the time you're sitting there and you're just saying what the fuck yeah (laughs) this movie you're like literally sitting there and you're like what the fuck is is going on and then suddenly it's it's end credits and then you're really like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) this is me and kayla so you know we watch the most fucked up movies that have ever been put to screen so when we say what the fuck, we're we're really saying what the fuck. What the fuck? And I don't we, know that it's because it's fucked up. It's because it's, it's just kind of nonsensical. It's nonsensical and just so strange <laughs> and strange. Yeah. So after this movie was over, I just started applauding, and there was like one other guy like in the very back oh, of the yeah. theater with us. <laughs> that guy was funny. And, and as soon as it ended, I like kind of applauded, and then and he, he was like, "I'm so happy that there were other people in here to experience this movie with me." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, the, the, like I said, it's a black and white, and oh, so the uh, people in this movie. It's got um, Stephen Dorff. You might remember him from trying to ice skate uphill. He's that motherfucker. <laughs> He's the villain from Blade, popularly known as Villain Blade. He was he. Speaking of righteous gemstones, he was in the last season of Righteous Gemstones. You probably recognize him. Um, and then it has uh, Bella Thorne in it. <laughs> yeah, it has Bella Thorne. And I don't know if this is my white girl racism, but. She has so much work done. She has so much plastic surgery. And, like, every time I see her, I'm like, can't recognize he can't, her. He can't figure out which one's Bella yeah, Thorne. I, I was just like, is that Bella Thorne? Is that Bella Thorne? <laughs> and I was like, no, that's not Bella Thorne. I've seen a lot of Bella Thorne movies, and she looks entirely different in oh each one. Like, she's yeah, like a sh- She's like a shapeshifter. We watched the, the American Horror Stories short stories one, and you're like, who's that? I was like, Bella Thorne. And you said, she looks so different every time I see her. <laughs> She's a fucking shapeshifter. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good or a That's bad not thing. Bella Thorne's nose. That's not her lips. Those lips are about three times the size last, than the last time I saw Bella Thorne. <laughs> yeah, Bella Thorne does look different a lot. <laughs> she looks like an alien, so she fit into this movie. Yeah. And then the, the other big name in this movie is Scott Bakula, who... Many of you might remember from uh, Quantum Leap. He's the Quantum Leaper. Oh, yeah. He says the famous line, I'm R-word. Oh, my God. Jeez. I love that episode. You were on one tonight. Oh, good. They love it when I'm on one. Do they? Do you, do you leave us a comment? I don't know. No one's, a, no one's ever messaged me been like, I love whenever Sam's oh, on one. Anyway. I am on one. <laughs> he is on one. I am on one. And so was this movie. <laughs> yeah, this movie, I don't even know you could like say that this movie smoked a blunt and went like, I don't, I think this, I think this movie is, uh, well, I think this movie is on some harder drugs. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they, <laughs> so it's all in black and white, and I don't know if I'm getting into spoilers. I don't know if there are spoilers for this movie. Are you going to watch it? Probably not. <laughs> like, I mean, I think it's worth should, a watch. Should you, I mean, it, I, I gave it three stars. It was all right. It was okay. But it was still entertaining. Yeah, it was entertaining, but it's like, I can't call it good. This is one of those <laughs> movies that I think that it would be funny to just play at a dinner party with friends and just periodically look up at it and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, like i can't call it good it uh, like a lot like i 
like we left the theater and i'm just like asking each other questions like what the fuck was that why did this happen i don't think the movie itself knows and it wasn't even you know we don't really judge plot holes i hate i hate plot yeah, whenever people are not like, cinema sins. Plot hole. i don't care about plot holes but this was bigger than plot holes these were just like complete incomplete thoughts in this movie that did not make any sense at all and you're just like okay well I don't really care how this happened, but why is that there? What was the motivation? It's more, <laughs> what was it's, the motivation? It's less of a plot hole and more like the character motivation doesn't make any sense. So, to get into the plot of this movie. So, we already gave a review. We both gave yeah, it three stars. stars. Like, it's all if right. If you it's like okay. these type of mindfuck sci-fi movies and want to watch something interesting, watch it. But it is not a great movie. No, it's it's not. But it is funny, and it's weird, and it entertained me the entire time. So if you see it on streaming, sure, give it a watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, whenever that happens. Um, so the movie is about... So it's about... Two brothers. Two okay. brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it's about Scott Bakula invents a uh, youth serum... Well, he's trying to perfect a youth serum, but he has a heart attack. And then his son, his he has two sons, two two brothers. You might you might say <laughs> two brothers. This is about four brothers. It's about four brothers. <laughs> <laughs> two sets of brothers. <laughs> so one of those brothers is uh, Scott Dorf's character. And he's perfected this truth serum, but the truth serum... Truth serum? He's not, I mean, he's not Wonder Woman. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, life and immortality. Yeah, it's uh, it's eternal youth serum. Yeah. Immortality, even. Like, they can't die. Yeah. Um, so he's perfected it, but it causes sterility. And basically, the plot is... The majority of the world has taken this drug. Ninety-seven percent of the world has taken this and, drug. Yeah, and that, there's only three percent of what they call fertile, pure women. Fertile ladies. But this is this is kind of an irk to me in the movie because they they revolve the plot around this, and they're like, and the pure women, the ones that are still fertile, they're like, oh yeah, and there's none of that chemical in my body because. Um, I want to have kids. I'm like, well, wouldn't the logical solution to this to be like have kids and then take the serum? Asking too many questions over here. Yeah, I completed a thought. <laughs> you, you had the thought. You completed the thought. And this is why we don't get along with a lot of stupid people. Because <laughs> we complete our thoughts. I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I stopped having kids at... Uh, 28 years old. And then you're like, give me that serum now. I yeah. had children. No, I was, I'm sorry. I was 26 <laughs> years old. Never I stopped having kids. Yeah. Yeah. I would have stopped. I would have stopped with Lyric and would have popped her out and been like, give me the serum. <laughs> <laughs> give me that serum. Uh, yeah. So that was, that's one of the plot holes is because the people aren't babies. Like they're like, it makes you like the so so it makes everyone supermodels like everyone that takes it is like if you're a guy you're a fucking jacked bodybuilder yeah and if, if you're, you're a girl you're, you're like tall and beautiful supermodel and, and you have Bella Thorne lifts oh my gosh <laughs> everyone looks like Jeffrey Star everyone <laughs> uh, so he they make this serum and uh, the beginning of the movie they just show Scott or the brad or what god what's his name not brad Dourif. fuck uh steven 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 dwarf sorry sorry everybody it's uh, that dyslexia they show him fuck somebody 
And then it's like keeps going. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, this scene went on for a while. Where he's There's just, a lot of sex and nudity just in this movie. Fucking this girl from behind, and I was like, and you can like hear it clapping and everything, and I was like, geez. <laughs> they were clapping as hard as I was at the end of the movie. <laughs> so um while this is happening, oh no, is this yeah, this is when the two brothers. So the two brothers are aliens. Two brothers. <laughs> Two brothers, and they and these aliens launch to Earth, and they walk up out of the ground, and they're humans. They look like humans, and they walk up Terminator style into this guy's house. And this part's very important. One of them grabs a kung fu magazine, and he's Neo. <laughs> and then he just reads it, and he knows. And he, kung, go, and he, he says, <laughs> "It's my favorite part of the movie." Whenever he says, "I know kung fu," <laughs> yeah, he shows it to his brother, so they both can learn kung fu. That part's very important. That's Chekhov's Kung Fu magazine, okay? <laughs> that becomes very important later. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Hope you caught that part. I was like, why couldn't you have read something different? I'm like, you probably should flip through all those books then. Jesus. Uh, so they um they they uh they beat up they beat up uh, uh ice skating motherfucker. And uh, the the chick escapes uh, completely naked, and she runs. is naked. But I actually, I actually like this shot a lot. <laughs> yeah, because you like women. Oh, she's dang! Naked. Why did you call? God, <laughs> this is fuck off, Sam. <laughs> I'm on one tonight. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, I'm calling myself out there. I actually just thought it was well done. Okay, I thought that the. The way that they made made it, her look kind of like a raccoon running through the <laughs> desert. I liked the way that naked woman looked like a raccoon. It, you know, yeah, it made me kind of horny. Quote Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, so as she's running through the woods, I don't. I'm sorry if this is already in spoiler territory, guys. Like I don't even know. I don't even know. We gave a review, so we're gonna be in yeah. spoilers. <laughs> But so they, she gets abducted by the Bella Thorne aliens. But I didn't even know they were aliens. They're humans. Like it she doesn't just explain. Goes into it another, just doesn't explain like, a whole nother dimension. And like it, it doesn't even explain it then. It more explains it later in the movie. So spoilers. That that's the collective of fertile women. And Bella Thorne is collecting all of the fertile women. They're, like they're all po- fucking Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, the, here you are, naked child. Here's your Kim Kardashian's license brand Skims nude color. <laughs> suit you're one of us (laughs) so yeah so then she just falls in line with and they're just like in a white void like like it doesn't make any sense they're just in a white void (laughs) i don't i uh, like i said you don't know what's going on and then it goes back and the two brothers two brothers so the two brothers they (laughs) they hook blade dude up to his serum and he they're just like injecting him with it and it's taking a long time and they're just like this is the part that doesn't make any sense to me yeah i don't understand the motivation for this at all of course at the time in the movie you're like i don't understand why they're here i'm sure that will be revealed to me in the movie but as the movie went on i still didn't understand what they were doing yeah i don't know what their motivation was (laughs) like i understood i don't understand why they did this or i was i was like they're giving him a taste of his own medicine yeah so I understand that they're there to like kill him and stop this serum Why from eliminating the human kill race. Him? But yeah, but the, it doesn't make any sense why they're like injecting him with like this immortality serum. So that was that's an important part of the movie later. It's gonna it's gonna be very important. 
it's going to be very important later that he has not taken his serum yet. But just the fact that they didn't just straight up kill him and instead like have to make him into a uh, spoilers an immortal monstrosity. <laughs> yeah, they turn him into a giant throbbing penis. <laughs> yeah, that didn't make any sense. It happens slowly through the movie though. It's not all at once. So at first it's just like a, his hand. I mean, it's pretty kinda- cool. Pretty cool body horror, I guess. But I was like. I just I just didn't understand the point. <laughs> yeah, they could have just killed him. Yeah. So like they show the two bro their true brothers are just it's gonna take a long time for this like um slow pump. He's all tied to a chair and they're pumping this immortality serum into him. And it takes a long time, so they gotta go take a nap. So they go like sleep in the guy's bed together. Okay, these yeah, two these, brothers. These two they brothers, do everything together. Yeah they, yeah, they do everything. And did you uh, the shower? They showered <laughs> they, together. They took a. They went to bed together. They, and they went to bed together, together, and they were just like cuddle up in the bed. And I was like, <laughs> they watched some TV together. Yeah, they just kind of chill at his place for a bit. And then there's a, a ring on the door, and that's where we get our other main character of the movie in. And um, I don't think she's ever really played in anything before. No? Oh, wait. Maybe she has. She was in the Nice Guys movie. Mm. Um, she was in the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, Kar- Karichi Tran? I don't know. Probably butchered her name like anything else. So, <laughs> he... um. She shows up and she's a she's another hooker and it's very weird when she gets here. She just comes in and like she thinks that she's there for the the two brothers. Mm-hmm. And she's just like staring at their fish. <laughs> and she's just like Oh, what did she say exactly? You oh, can do it. Oh, she was explaining. She was explaining fish reproduction and she was like, yeah, whenever they whenever the female fish is about to reproduce and she lets out all of her eggs in a little layer and the male fish comes um above the swims above the eggs and releases his sperm all over the top of it. Hot. Hot. And I was like, yeah, I definitely um I soaked my seat after that conversation about fish. I mean, it got those brothers pretty turned on because yeah. afterwards they double team her. Yeah. And I mean show- I was like, is this how is this they how do hook- everything together. Is this how hookers in the future talk <laughs> to their foreplay. clients is that foreplay so they're to just talk about fish reproduction they're just two brothers and they eiffel tower her <laughs> yeah <laughs> not uh, literally it's more sweet they have a really sweet see that's why sex scenes are important guys all all you all you people that say sex scenes aren't important it's care it's it's character that's why you watch steven doer from what he oh, it's not st- Yes, yeah, that is his name, right? Steven Dorf. Dorf. You see him fucking, and he's fucking her from behind. He doesn't care who she is. He's just getting it. But these two brothers, they got her in a nice little sandwich. Look, I personally find doggy lovely. style to be really romantic. Yeah, well, if you're smacking your ass, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, so that's what I'm saying. It built their character. is kind of sweet. So she fucks these two brothers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like, this is so strange. I don't know what the brother, like I said, why are they there? They're just like, well, well, we hooked him up to his uh, immortality machine. Oh, this is going to take some time. Let's just kind of chill out around the house. Fuck his, fuck his mail order hookers. <laughs> Watch his TV. Yeah. Use his shower together. You know, just kind of chill, man. Just kind of chill out. <laughs> so... 
<laughs> so, I think we have friends like this. Yeah, we probably. Have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so so she wanders off, and there she fucked their brains out. Like these aliens are asleep. <laughs> yeah, they're they're na- they're they're napping. They need a nappy. <laughs> so she goes and runs into um, Mr. Dorf, and you know he tries to help him out of the chair a little bit then he gets a little angry and a little the body horror is kind of starting to show up it's kind of slowly Mm -hmm. you know some practical effects on his face i don't know how much the actual actor had on him it might have been a lot at one point um i'm like damn that's a lot for this for this movie (laughs) so uh she she tries to let him out and then the brothers show up and they're like oh this is where they like touch her head and like show her like (laughs) She's like, they showed me the entire universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like her eyes go all like university and they just flash a bunch of shit on screen. One of those scenes, you know? Yeah, it was one of those scenes. <laughs> one of those scenes. Uh, so then she's all on board and um, kind of in the midway of the movie here. And she's kind of like connecting more with one of the two brothers. Don't worry. I was kind of worried for a minute. I was like, is the other one going to get jealous? Is it going to turn into that? But no, he didn't care. He's like, yeah. fine. <laughs> and she's like, you're different from the other one. And I'm like, how? 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 What? They seem the same to me. They almost look the same. They're two different actors. They're not identical tra- twins. So anyways, the other the other funny scene, it goes to the other brother. So it turns out that uh, uh, s- the uh, one hooked up to the chair, it's his birthday today. And his... Uh, brother is coming to his house to throw a party. So that's the twist, you know. So it goes to the brother, and he's, of course, does take the ser- serum. And he's so all he- buff. So he's super jacked. And this is Sam's favorite part of the movie because he he gets he takes a little man bath. Yeah, it shows him in his like little like house, <laughs> and he has like just like a waiting room with like just water up to his ankle. And he just goes in it and he lays down and then another big buff guy just <laughs> takes cups of water and, and pours just pours it on, it on him. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? Is the funny the funny thing before this though is like the his little helper dude presents him with a platter of serum and a gun. And I was like, boy dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, that Chekhov's gun too. That's an important gun. It's really important that you saw that gun. That's going to be important. <laughs> I just, the, the platter shot was just really funny because it did look like boy dinner. So he's calling his brother and can't get through because, uh, you know, he can't get through. So he's like, oh, I'm going. And uh, there's a bunch of people going there in a party anyways. So blah, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> the party shows up at his house and his house gets filled up with... Uh, bodybuilders and supermodels <laughs> yeah it just looks like an la house party yeah i'm like oh cool i'd go there i wouldn't fit in physically i'd be like hey <laughs> we're, we're both too soft for that <laughs> yeah, party I'd show up at, at the heart body party and be like hey hey we're snack hey, table so where's your drugs at <laughs> i'll take some oh but if you got a cheese board somewhere i will also take care of that <laughs> oh that's really cool <laughs> so anyways anyway you, I worked out a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, during this time, like the the ladies just having a really deep time with a the brother. <laughs> They're like in love or something. All of a sudden, it's really special. And then they fuck again, right? Yeah. They they they. Ha- but this one's really intimate. This one's yeah. And this is why it's important 
that they show the sex scene so that you can tell how intimate it is. It really shows something between the characters. Do you think they had an intimacy coordinator? Oh. <laughs> okay. I, I, I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> I hope there wasn't some loser being like, "Yeah, so you are you comfortable? Are you comf- are you comfortable? Are you comfortable with that? Are are you com- are you comfortable with that? Are you comfortable with that?" <laughs> so um so basically yada 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 the big the big butch brother shows up and he comes to the house wanders around finds his brother tied up to the chair i guess the other guests didn't wander into that part of the house and uh he's like it's kind of all over like half his head at this point mm-hmm. and it's like all muscle and uh then the other brother the not love it's no it is the love which one gets killed no it's the not love brother that gets killed right yeah so the other brother comes in and then the big buff guy they kind of tussle around for a little bit but yada 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 he gets shot and the alien's just like ow what? These what? buttons suck. Oh my god, why didn't oh I god. read the book about what <laughs> are guns? Too bad I read that kung fu book and not the gun fu book. <laughs> the gun, oh my god, that is that is such a dad joke. <laughs> so, he gets shot and, uh, god, the big brother starts trying to escape and this is the part that had laughing out loud in the theater. <laughs> the uh was it the shot brother that does it or the other one um they're trying to stop him from escaping the other one the one that didn't get shot he tries he's trying he's trying to use his kung fu and this guy this big big throbbing dick monster guy just picks him up and fucking yeets him over the balcony (laughs) and the way he yeets him it it just looks like he he threw a stick over the balcony and i fucking lost (laughs) so so they end up killing the uh the brother that came to save the guy they like bash his face in yeah and then like the they take the brother that gets shot and they're just like, I should have read a book about first aid because he's doing nothing to stop that bleeding. <laughs> These human bodies suck. <laughs> so uh, the lady is just like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? And he's like, get out of the room. And he gets out of the room and he kind of like sucks his brother up. Yeah. So he absorbs his brother. <laughs> he absorbs his brother. So the two brothers, the just two brothers become just two brothers in one brother. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then... The brother has to go chase down. Uh, he's full monster mode now. He he looks kind of like a big monster penis, big muscly monster penis head. Yeah. And he's got to chase him down in the thing. And this is where the movie just like completely loses, goes off the wall because it turns into a like, like a Mortal Kombat 2D clay fighting. <laughs> I didn't know where they were going with this at first. And then the clay fighting just totally like took me by surprise. I was like. I really thought we were going to go, like, Mortal Kombat here for a minute. They did. They had a fatality and everything. Yeah, they did. But it was just the way it was done was just, like, it's so... It's the only time there's claymation in the whole fucking movie. Just total shift. And I was like, what, the, what is going on? And, like, uh, I, like I, I'm, I understand. Like, I, I'm, I'm not really harshing on the movie for this because it, I think this movie... It didn't have a huge budget obviously like they, they they had to work with what they had yeah they they obviously couldn't do a so they big wanted like to multi-million make, dollar they wanted marvel to make scene a or something cool fight scene without 
making it look super fake. So yeah, it's in black and white, so that helps. That helps it. Uh, so I, I'm not really busting for that. It's just kind of an odd choice that it turns into like Kung Fu Mortal Kombat at yeah. the end, where he's like trying to, you know, he's got to beat the boss. He's got to Kung Fu the boss. <laughs> and he just punches it a lot. And I think it's before this or while this happens is when the, uh, the hooker uh, learns the truth. Yeah, she's down in the basement. Or something, she finds the 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 guy's lab, and she finds out that um, what's been going into the serum has been aborted baby fetal cells. That's what's been the the uh, secret to the youth serum. And she pushes a button and then reveals the fetuses. So it turns out that the and this is why. The fact that Steven Dorff's character is old becomes important because he's obviously not been taking the serum. He's been calling in hookers, escorts. I'm there sorry. There must be some um, kind of escort service that only has fertile women or something. Yeah, and none of these women take birth control. <laughs> there are there, there's that sex don't take workers birth that don't take birth control, which is but the wild. But the, the the birth control is the youth serum too. Like like I said, the movie's got many holes. I don't know what it's trying to say at all in any of this. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that's the thing. Like I wouldn't care about these holes if I knew what the movie was trying to say. But because the there. the message is level. unclear and the, there's not really a clear theme to it, I'm like, what the fuck are you trying to say? Because then they're just like on humans, the surface right? <laughs> level at this, I'm like aborted fetus cells in a serum are you trying to make like some weird pro-life message here i don't understand what's going on i don't on. even know if they were doing that because i'm not sure i don't think that i'm not saying i think they yeah. were i'm saying whenever you don't have a theme yeah. or a certain like a a message in your movie then every surface level thing you put in the movie i don't know what the fuck you're trying to say yeah i mean i didn't think it was trying to go like a pro-life message I I because, that's not what i'm saying yeah I, i'm not saying you are i'm just saying in general I'm saying because I think it was more like the horror, like the horror that he's he's fucking women to, he's, and getting yeah, them he, pregnant on purpose yeah, yeah. to abort their fetus yeah. and uh, and create eternal life out of them. And that's killing the planet because everyone is just like there's other movies that have explored these themes of these. So that's the problem when you are in. Deep in sci-fi, you've seen all. I've seen all of these themes before, just done better and fleshed out. So when you just see the very surface level stuff, like you got something new for me, another new thought. Oh, would you have a thought? <laughs> like maybe you could even say the old thought that I've seen. Nope, you're not even saying that. Uh, so, <laughs> so. <laughs> He fights the penis monster, and it's like out in the desert. All this is like in the desert, really. Yeah. I forgot if I didn't mention that. I'm sorry. It's. I mean, I mentioned it earlier. Whenever the woman was running oh, yeah, naked in the, in the desert. So it, it's like a uh, like a what's it called? Uh, Piper was just learning about landforms. <laughs> it's a pride rock. <laughs> it's, it's a lion king. It's rock. a juddy. Yeah, it's a lion king rock. Uh, it's like a juddy. And, oh, yeah, that's right. The alien just summons lightning. Yeah, he's just able to summon lightning all of he's a sudden. Just, yeah, he's just able to summon he's lightning. He's like, oh, no, channel my inner Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Doesn't do much to the light, to the monster, though. No, but it, yeah. 
So the monster's like choking him out and he he uh gets out of the monster's grasp and then the monster dies because he's like watching him like float in the air and the monster's just like what? <laughs> what are you doing? What you doing up <laughs> what, there? What are you doing floating up there and it's just staring at him and then the rock breaks and he falls to the ground and it doesn't even look like it's that far. It's not even that far. Yeah. And he hits the ground and just turns into jelly and explodes. He just explodes. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, whatever. It's like, like, you know, when you're playing The Witcher 3 and you like, I can make this jump and it's just like a couple of feet. And then you, you just like, oh, and he dies. <laughs> kind of like that. But he, yeah, he just like explodes. But because he's taken so much of the serum is... He's not like fully dead or whatever, and his little mouth is like on the ground. He's like, I feel so alive. <laughs> and I was like, What the fuck? <laughs> like we said, why didn't they just kill this guy? Why did they have to pump him full of serum if that whole goal was to just do that? So, surprise, uh, the alien knocked up the other prostitute. Oh, that- and this is where the fish thing comes back into play. <laughs> because the two, the two brothers <laughs> The two brothers. They they are they explode like into the sky and it lights up the entire sky even though it was dark. And then this woman looks up and she's like, Oh my God, they laid their sperm all over the sky. <laughs> <laughs> and then she holds her stomach and she's like, oh no, I'm two minutes pregnant. <laughs> two minutes pregnant. But don't worry, Bella Thorne shows up. And then up. Bella Thorne shows up and puts her into the void. And she's like, what's happening? And she's like, you're going to have to push. And then we get a shot of Bella Thorne oh, God, looking through shot, a vagina. Man. No, you're not selling it hard enough. <laughs> it looks like... It shows like a void and then you see like the vagina... <laughs> Uh, aperture opening and then you, and see, you see Bella, Bella Thorne, Thorne. If we were side. cracking up we were like imagine that be- you're the baby and that's your first sight is <laughs> fucking Bella Thorne right out of the vagina uh, and then she gives birth to a baby bonsai tree it's, it's a bonsai tree with like penis tentacles coming out of it it was like Cthulhu bonsai tree <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I started laughing again I was like Damn, we talk about the 18-year child commitment. That's a fucking 900-year <laughs> yeah. commitment. So the movie immediately ends. Oh, oh, then the color is the first the, as the movie's ending. Color comes into the world. Yeah, because uh, the- this bonsai tree saved everyone. <laughs> I was like, that's not a baby. So after the end of this movie, I'm just like. <laughs> 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 this was a complete like oh man there's not much else we can see uh i'm like th- i'm like uh this one looks interesting if it if it's not good it'll at least be interesting it was interesting <laughs> i can't say it was good if that sounds appealing to you in the slightest i say go see this movie uh, I, I can't give it a great review but it is worth a watch maybe i'll even watch it again in the future it is one of those things where like if i, I think ta- i just want to take the scene of the void and then the vagina shape and Bella Thorne's face in it. I, think, know, I, I think I just want to take that, put it on a loop and show it at a party. If you, if you showed this movie to a 13-year-old boy, they might say it's amazing. Um, I yeah. probably would have thought this was the best I would thing show I'd this ever to seen. A, I would show this to an entire class of 13-year-old <laughs> yeah, boys. Here you go, 13-year-old boys. And then I would, turn off, I would turn on the lights and I would say, 
tell me the meaning and then <laughs> write I would me an essay. write me an essay and then i would absolutely laugh my ass off for three days straight every 13 year old boy thinking that there was some huge deep meaning uh, to this movie that would be great <laughs> like, i just need to get this job wherever it exists make 13 year old boys explain inexplicable movies to me that sounds amazing <laughs> I would, and then eventually when I, at the end of the semester i make them all explain naked lunch like what's fight club really about 13 year old boy tell me what fight club's about 13 year old boy can you tell me the meaning of american psycho why is the godfather great 13 year old boy oh my god oh dang we need to make this an actual job yeah how can i get this job where i can actually show 13 year old boys hard r movies as and turn on the lights and make them write an essay about the meaning of it yeah. <laughs> what what university can I get into that does this? But see, the difference is, is like the Fight Club and American Psycho and Godfather actually do have meanings and themes, and this one fucking doesn't. Oh yeah, this one doesn't. <laughs> so, so a thirteen-year-old boy ball. trying to make this a deep movie because you know that they would. <laughs> And try to come up with some ridiculous deep meaning to it. That would be my favorite that's, thing. That's, that's going to be the curveball. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that movie. Now <laughs> we're going to get switch gears and get serious. Yeah, we're going to get very serious. This movie is so, really serious. Uh, give us a moment of silence. A little break. Shift off of that silly piece of shit. And we're going to get very serious on y'all. Even probably, though, I mean, we'll probably still make a Even joke. though I'm on one tonight. Yeah, he is. <laughs> even though I'm on one. <laughs> it's for you people. I'm on one. Okay, so Priscilla is, as in Priscilla Presley, as in Elvis's wife. Uh, it is directed by Sofia Coppola, which is one of Kayla's favorite directors. Uh, one of my I, favorite female directors. I wouldn't say yeah, she's one of my well, all-time favorite directors. Kayla is a film nerd, a film brolet. Uh, we haven't figured out the name for this. Uh, I, I sometimes say film femme. <laughs> film femme. <laughs> if you know the female version of a film bro, comment. <laughs> so, a film fatale. Oh God, Kayla. <laughs> you are you're on one now. It's we're talking about a Sofia Coppola movie. It's your turn to be on one. Uh, so, <laughs> so when I was a 13 year old boy watching Pulp Fiction, Kayla was a 13 year old girl watching Virgin Suicide. Yeah, <laughs> no. And Sam rewatched Virgin Suicide with me last year, and I was like, "This is this is one of my comfort films as a teenager." And, and I'm just like, "What it. the fuck?" He finishes it, and he's like, "What the fuck, Kayla?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, this was this so was comforting. my this was my Pulp Fiction." <laughs> uh, so Sophia, I I've, I have to rewatch a number of Sofia Coppola movies. I saw them when I was younger, and being a young male i didn't quite understand the female lens i am a much smarter and there's still a lot of people that now. don't understand the female lens that sofia coppola puts into her but, movies yeah virgin suicide is a very good movie i understood it more when kayla showed it to me a couple of years ago last time i had seen the movie i was probably 13 and you you said that your impression of it was those girls really are mysterious yeah, the whole thing in the movie is a bunch of boys are like those girls are so mysterious we'll never know and then the movie's exactly like well, they're depressed yeah, they're depressed <laughs> <laughs> they're depressed and their mother keeps them inside the house <laughs> i watched uh lost in translation recently too i saw that uh 
um, ScarJo was actually 18 in that movie. She was even younger than her character. Jeez, she yeah, I know baby. that but she was really, really young in that movie. Yeah, uh, remember that other movie, The Man Who Wasn't There? She was like 16 in that movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think she had, I think she was a child actress too, so she's been around forever. Um, so this movie, if you, I'm going to just go ahead and tell you, if you see a public post on Facebook or Twitter or X or whatever the fuck they call it now, do not read the comments. Don't, don't read the comments on this guys. Like it, uh, it pissed me off and made me think about the movie even more that, um, Elvis groomed this child. Like, that's a fact. It is a fact. It's been known for a long time now. Every single thing that they show in this movie has a verifiable fact that multiple people know. This movie is not uh, gossip. It's not gossip. This movie is based on a book. Yeah, it is based on her autobiography. She's still alive. She's the producer of the movie. Yeah, she had a hand in it. But even then... She's not it's she's not saying things that weren't verified by other people. Right. So like you can't say that anything in this movie is besmirching Elvis's good name. Like they're just stating the fucking facts, but the difference We literally just had a you know, Boz Luhrmann's Elvis movie last year. And I think that's a was, really big. And there was a lot of, you know, Elvis's huge rampages and violent outbursts and everything and that was displayed in that movie and people were less outraged about it even though that was like actual violent display on there but for but i think that's what makes me love this movie so much is that this movie does bring out such an emotional response that it's like literally confused people. It pisses people off. It pisses people they, off. And then instead of like recognizing that the emotional response that they have to the movie itself was because Sofia Coppola is an amazing director and directs specifically isolation and female loneliness extremely well, they are like, oh, well, this is all bullshit and made up. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, Um, As someone who has also dealt with emotional abuse and isolation, that is something that we endure way too much. (laughs) I think that's what it really is. I think that this movie coming out has brought out a lot of misogyny and just shown of how misogynist everyone still is. And how, like I said, I've, I've been knocking Taylor Swift lately because she's become a bastard billionaire that deserves the chop chop. And, you know... People, people want to defend her. People want to defend Elvis. People want to defend this famous person, that famous person. Like, stop having idols. Kill your fucking idols. Like, stop why, it. Why are you up? Why are you worried about any fucking famous person? Yeah. If like, you if you feel that you can't enjoy someone's art and music, I think that might without, be a big part of it. Without, is they can't separate that. Yeah, you can't. You there. There is a way to separate it. I promise. Like, I promise, there is a way to separate it. Um, you can still recognize the impact that Elvis had in the music industry. The fact He's, that he yeah. still influences music today. He's an important part of history. He's an important part of music, not only music history, but history. He's and an you imp- can recognize that without glorifying him and saying that he was an incredible person. And you person. can listen to an Elvis song and say that you like it without being a bad person. He's, yeah. he's dead. <laughs> he's, he's not. He's not grooming anybody anymore because he's 
dead. He's dead. <laughs> so, but but that is also one of the reasons why, like that pisses me off in real life too. Is that her daughter? Her daughter, yeah. Um, you know, I feel that this is more complicated than what people want to make it out to be. So there's an article that keeps getting shared about Lisa Marie. Now, Lisa Marie Presley is dead as of last year, sadly. Um, but this movie was in production, obviously, then. And Lisa Marie was trying to tell Sofia Coppola to change the script so it doesn't make Elvis look so bad. And was upset about it. Everyone was like, oh, everyone should have listened to Lisa Marie. And here's why I disagree with that. It's not her story. It's not. It's not her story. Yeah, it. Elvis was her dad, and she is was very entitled to feel a loving relationship with her dad because obviously the relationship she had with him was probably way different than Priscilla's point of view. But at the end of the day, this is Priscilla's story. This is Priscilla's voice. And I feel personally offended whenever people try to make it seem like someone's kids should be able to tell someone not to tell their story about the other parent. Because I, like I said, I have dealt with this. The father of my kids put me through absolute hell. And no, I'm not going to let them tell me not to tell my story because it's not their choice. It's not their story to tell. I think I think it's even more complicated because Elvis died pretty young too. So right. she lost a lot of that relationship that she might have continued to have with him. Right. So it would probably was pretty easy for her to mythologize him too. And you know what? I think at the end of the day, Priscilla doesn't really care, didn't care about, you know, how Lisa viewed her dad or the relationship she had. And that is great. You know, I have similar views as a parent. It's not really my place to tell any of my kids how to view someone. That's something they have to work out and do on their own. But yeah, like you said, he, he died so young that there probably wasn't a way for him to ever really fuck up that bad with her at least. Yeah. Like, yeah, once, uh, uh, some, once he, like, once he died, he was legend. So it was probably easier to see him as that. And it is for a lot of people to see him as legend. And he's a real person and real people, like it, he has a complicated story. The Baz Luhrmann. It's, it's I think the 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 Elvis movie that came out last year. Like so so uh, the middle child, Kayla's middle child, Piper, uh, watched the movie Elvis and fell in love with Elvis. Yeah. Like this is she, this was a uh, uh, it was last year. Yeah. So she was like an eight year old and like yeah, immediately she, afterwards she, got, she talked Sam into buying her an Elvis she shirt wanted at the an punk El- rock yeah, flea like market. She fell, in, she fell like she fell in love with Elvis. Mm-hmm. Like you like you have to understand the impact that Elvis had when it happened. And like Elvis was like my conservative like conservative grandmothers where they were not conservative at the time. They were not this is the ones seen as conservative, but they fell in love with him too. The women screaming, like that's real. Like he was the first real rock star and will probably not get someone with that level of like people losing their shit, except maybe Taylor Swift for also white girls for some reason. Just different type of worship. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, people lost their shit, and, like, he still has that effect. Like, Piper fell in love with Elvis. She wanted an Elvis shirt. She told me this year, I want an Elvis <laughs> Elvis. She wants plushie. an Elvis plushie. <laughs> I want an Elvis plushie, and I'm just like, I don't know if they make that, but okay. Yeah, and like, like I said, I, I, I do 
believe Priscilla's story, of course, and I do think that Elvis is was not a great person, but I'm not going to force it on my child and be like, you can't do that. Like, obviously, Elvis is... It's a, he's a complicated character. He is a complicated character. Just, he was a piece of shit. He was a pedophile. <laughs> he was, what was he, 27 or something? He was in his 20s. Yeah, was he was 25? in his 20s. 20, between the ages of 24 and 27, one of those ages. He, uh, he was over a decade older than her. And, and she's he, 14. She was met. 14 when they met. And the movie starts with her. Oh, we need, probably need to go. Give we her. haven't even talked about the movie yet. Yeah, we haven't even talked about the movie or a review of it. Uh, I score. gave this a really high score because I thought about it for a while. I gave it a four and a half. Of, yeah, um, I gave it a four and a half, too, because um, I thought about it. And I think this movie, I think Sofia Coppola does show isolation maybe one of the best of directors is what she focuses on. There's, there's a theory in film critique that says an actor makes one movie and Sofia Coppola does chase that one theme and it's loneliness. Yeah. I think more specifically just speaking as a woman, Sofia Coppola um, perfectly shows loneliness and isolation through the female lens, which is a lot of times different and I think that's what makes her such a divisive director with people because and if you don't get it, you don't get it. Like, I personally feel uh, very connected with her, the way she frames and the, the shots that she adds that are very female gaze specific and they feel relatable. I don't know. I, I love the way that she directs. I think she's great. And I think that this uh, this movie was her absolute her at her absolute best like her showing isolation and making a movie feel completely depressing and empty the entire time not the entire time and that's why it's well, so yeah i mean there's there's obviously moments where she but, but that's why i think that it's such a great movie is because um she gets swept up and no spoilers for this movie. It's real life. You already know what happens. Right. There's no such thing as a spoiler. You already know everything. Elvis is a pedophile. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, she gets swept up into Graceland and um, the way that it's shot, the cinematography, it would like, so like, like I said, like this movie coming out a year after the, the basically musical. And like I said, so that movie showed, like I said, Elvis is a complicated character. Uh, it's true that he is a rock star and revolutionized music and that he was a victim to a con man mm -hmm. who robbed him and controlled his career. That is all true. But then this is also true, that he's also a pedophile and groomed a young girl. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that people have trouble with is like the fact that both of these things can exist at the same time. Yeah. And, and I promise, guys, like not everything is fucking disney marvel this or that type like humans are very complex and complicated yeah and that's why i'm bored uh with a lot of that kind of storytelling and that type of black and white good versus evil like the wor world's not like that bro yeah and i mean i think that elvis is one of those real life people that are so interesting to dive deep into their lives because they are he is so complicated in terms of a lot of things were true at the same time in his life. And the fact that he was being conned 
and drugged pretty much. You know, he was given a, a lot of drugs a and lot. And then he started drugging her too. And then he started drugging her and um and then he was also grooming a fourteen year old. And he knew what he was doing. Like it wasn't it wasn't oh <laughs> He, he like he please don't come into our comments and tell me about the fucking times i don't i don't give a shit the, the times the times the times were different oh the, yeah yeah people yeah the the, the yeah, i mean he wouldn't be able to get away with this at uh, someone wouldn't be able to get away with this at all today like and the, re- the fact that they canceled, the difference so. between now and then is that people were more able to get away with it because it of the manipulation tactics that were used then. And it was harder to call people out for it. I mean, like, it still is obviously. Yeah, it still is. And we still bend over backwards for this type of shit, but obviously you watch it and you understand that Elvis's intentions in doing so weren't like just, they happened to meet and he, he literally groomed her. Yeah. So anyways, I was, I think I got just right. I was saying about the cinematography that oh. she gets wrapped up into Graceland and it's, Right after Baz Luhrmann's musical from last year, where it's just vibrant, crazy editing, cotton candy colors. And this is still kind of those cotton candy colors, but they're diluted. They're they're muted. They're, yeah. yeah, they're muted. And it feels more real. It feels like less of like, like I, I, this is why I think it's a great movie. Elvis is the legend. Priscilla is the reality. Yeah. And even Priscilla in Baz Luhrmann's movie, she's just a side character. character, Yeah, yeah. she's a side character. And I think that's the thing, and I think that's the issue in so many things that have been done about Elvis is that Priscilla ends up being a background character. And and she was because he collected her, he kept her in his fucking castle, and he visited her whenever he wanted to go home. So Priscilla explores the background. What was going on? Yeah. And yeah, thinking about the the colors and the cinematography more honestly. So I think that she really nailed what that time period actually looked like. I promise guys, whenever you see renditions of the seventies and eighties and the sixties, not everything was fucking neon and it just looks like what reality looks like now. Colors just looked a little bit more muted. (laughs) Because it's not, uh, yeah. it's not overly saturated. Real eighties was brown wall paneling. Yeah, <laughs> and and this like so when they show Graceland, I'm like, what is she doing in my grandmother's living room? Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> it looks like everyone's grandma's living it's the room. Fuzzy floor and like the hideous couch and those like porcelain like dogs and horses that your grandma had for some reason and blue walls. <laughs> I know Kayla hates blue walls. <laughs> We're so sitting sorry. in a blue room right now, actually. Thanks. <laughs> Anyways. Whose grandma's bedroom <laughs> was sitting in? Oh, I got rid of my carpet. It wasn't shag. <laughs> so, but anyways, uh, before we talk about specifics in the movie, I know it's taking us a long time to get there. Uh, what I found in the cinematography, which makes me push this into four and a half territory, is that uh, like a abusive relationship, the highs in the movie, it would be very easy for a worse director or cinematographer to make the make it too jarring a, a cut from like the high scenes where she's having fun with Elvis compared to the the um, her just alone 
scenes and her depression scenes but there there's a subtlety to it so the highs in this movie do feel really energetic and that is what an abusive relationship is it's that bouncing back and forth between the highs and lows and i think that sofia coppola does a fantastic job of taking you on this journey of highs and lows of being with elvis and i think that's why it deserves that that spot yeah, no, I totally agree. I I have thought about it a lot since then because um, the the parts of the movies that were supposed to feel isolated and lonely and depressing, they really do feel that. Like you start getting a a isolated feeling and you start feeling it. And uh, but also there are moments and even some of the more colorful high moments where she kind of has a moment. And I like, I love whenever movies do this and nail it, where it kind of sounds like someone where it's comes into Priscilla's point of view and it just feels overwhelming and something happens and she kind of has a moment where she can't hear anything and she's, yeah, it's, I don't know how to describe it, but overall I give it a 4.5. It's fantastic. I don't know if I watch it again, maybe it would be a perfect movie for me because I've I have Virgin Suicides rated at 4.52. I think Virgin Suicides probably better overall because mm-hmm. it's telling something a little more subtle. And yeah, that's so, the great thing about the movie is so subtle that so many people miss it. And you know, and Sofia Coppola is a great director where she doesn't care if you missed it. Yeah, she doesn't care. I have never really seen her get on anything and over like if you tell her that you hate that movie and she's like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah i think someone asked her like what do you think of the age gap between the characters in lost in translation and she's like fucking grow up like she do- it's not the age gap in this movie that's the problem like yeah in lost in translation it was a flirtatious relationship between like someone who was out of college and a older movie star like and it was not grooming she was coming on to him like that's the the problem isn't just the age gap. The problem is the display of power and what went on. Also, the manipulation yeah, it, that to- was not the point of the movie. And I think that's why she doesn't really care if you get it, because if you watch the movie and you actually watch it, then you understand the point of the movie. And if you don't, then maybe go back and watch it. <laughs> yeah. Get some media literacy. I mean, she's one of those legacy Legacy directors, legacy well, she was stars. N- she was not a great actress, so we're no and, yeah, no, yeah, okay. She ruined, <laughs> she ruined an entire film. <laughs> she did. She ruined the whole film. <laughs> she ruined an entire trilogy. <laughs> she just Godfather Three sucks ass, and one of the reasons why it sucks is because of Sofia Coppola. I'm sorry. Not a great <laughs> not actress. Good actress. I love her as a director glad, so much, but she's she not pivot- a good actress. Oh, yeah, I'm glad she pivoted. Uh, isn't Nick Cage a Coppola? I'm not sure exactly how. Uh, is wait, okay. I just listened to a podcast the other day where they were talking about that because yeah, I think that he's somehow <laughs> related. Also, did you know that Nicolas Cage has like a nine foot tall pyramid? Um, yeah, that's how he wastes all of his money. And um, well, uh, and the IRS couldn't repossess it because it's actually illegal to repossess grave plots technically. So he gets to keep that. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly how which Coppola. He is a Coppola. I'm not sure. He is. Oh, it's a the Coppola. brother. Okay, he's the brother. He's the ne- he's a nephew. Oh, okay. It's a uh, August Coppola. I'm looking it up. It is Nicholas Cage's father, and that's 
Francis Ford Coppola's brother. That's right. Yeah, Nick Cage is a Coppola. Just whenever you thought that Nick Cage couldn't get any cooler. <laughs> He's, yeah. Uh, why hasn't he done a movie with his, what are the niece? Um, what, what, what uh, cousin? Yeah. Is his cousin? Yeah, it'd be his cousin. Okay, so Sophia Coppola is Nick Cage's cousin. Maybe they just don't like each other. I don't know. They do different work, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, they do. Totally different vibes here. But anyways, we haven't even fucking talked one word about the actual movie. Yeah, we're like an hour into the episode. <laughs> okay. Well, so the um, the actual movie opens up with her on... So uh, Priscilla's was on an army base with her family mm-hmm. in Germany. And... Um, uh, this oh God, you know, like I said, Bass Nectar got was kind of doing the same type of shit as fucking Oof. like yeah. <laughs> so so Elvis like had his like um, manager like I don't know what you would be call him the Colonel dude. Yeah, it was a guy that like found young women to get to go to his parties. Oh yeah, I don't know what that wasn't the Colonel. That was someone. It else. wasn't the Colonel. No. Yeah. It was a guy that was his like I don't know his 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 job was to go around the base and try to find young ladies to invite to Elvis parties. Yeah. So Elvis's private parties, and he sees this fourteen-year-old girl just hanging out at the malt shop as one does when you're in the fifties. As one does. <laughs> yeah, as you do whenever you're a girl in the fifties. You're just at the malt shop, and and it invites her to the Elvis thing, and she has to you know convince her dad and that she's gonna be see he really works like so that's the other great thing about this movie this movie never sneers at you yeah this movie never goes elvis bad it never says that it never says anything that's going on is bad uh we had made a joke previous like we said like her daughter loves elvis and i was like <laughs> made a joke i'm like we're gonna go see an elvis movie she's like i want to go and we're like i don't know if it's gonna be for you it's not for you girl <laughs> well i don't know well there so this movie i think it's actually in R. I think it's not rated oh okay there, I other than maybe a little bit of language, there is no nudity. There's obviously no blood. Like, there's all it is is adult situations. Like, the, it would be more boring for a child to watch this movie. But there is I don't nothing think that inappropriate. She would get it. it. Yeah, she wouldn't get it, and that's kind of the point. <laughs> like, <laughs> but so, like I said, the movie doesn't sneer at you. The movie doesn't go, "Elva's bad." With this thing that's happening right now, it bad. It never does that, and that's another great thing about the movie. It just shows it. And it shows it from her perspective. So at, at this perspective in the movie, she's just an excited kid. Mm-hmm. She's like, I want to go to the party. I'm bored. I'm bored out here in this country. There's no other teenagers out here. And Elvis is the biggest star in the fucking world. Yeah, I want to go to his party. Come on, dad. Yeah, I want to go to this party, dad. And yeah, and then the the guy that like is recruiting young girls to go to the party is reassuring the parents that he'll get her home on time and... It's not a big deal and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. Like clearly knows, probably knows Elvis's intentions for with these parties off the bat. He's the one, yeah, getting teenage girls. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. 
If I was like having to throw in a party, I'd be like, "Who invented all these teenage girls here?" And I kick his ass. <laughs> and you're like, "You fucking weirdo! You weirdo! What the fuck are you doing?" Like, exactly. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> what do you think I'm gonna show here? The Marvels? <laughs> oh yeah, we're not seeing that movie, folks. <laughs> no review for that here. We are adults. We see adult movies. We, even though we just had a Five Nights at Freddy's, that was our child movie. That was our child. We're not movie. seeing a child movie That's this week. We're not seeing the Marvels. One child movie a month. <laughs> Anyways, um, so she goes to a party, meets Elvis, and Elvis, you know, he doesn't. It's not like he immediately fucked her or immediately kissed her, even. But he's just like had a he con- had a connection with her. That's what makes you know. That's the grooming. That's what makes this like. A level of grooming that I don't think people are really ready to actually talk about. So after she meets with Elvis after this, he doesn't actually do anything. But he says, you know, I want to see you again. And there's a lot of this, like, you know, she sees Elvis a couple times, is really smitten with him, obviously. He's the fucking biggest star. And, you know, he leaves to go back you know they don't have like you know like i said he doesn't fuck her but he leaves he goes back on his tour and -hmm. leaves her there and like i said he does that thing that base dector did where he's like stay true hana oh oh yeah wait we haven't even fucking mentioned who even is playing elvis in this movie oh jacob ellerty yeah the guy nate nate and um kaylee spaney is the is priscilla um I've seen a lot of people talk shit about uh, Jacob Ellerty as Elvis. I actually thought that he did a great job. He wasn't supposed to be Austin Butler's Elvis. Yeah, I think he did a great job, too, because Austin Butler's Elvis was a rock star Elvis. Honestly, and I think I just saw a thing about it where Priscilla herself said that Jacob Ellerty has... Like he, she heard him use like impersonate Elvis's voice, and she said that it scarily sounded like him. Yeah, the the voice that he uses in stage, oh, oh, oh yo, I'm Elvis, I sang like that. Like, that is that's, really that's over exaggerated. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's him being a showman. It's him being on TV in a movie. And this, but you listen to interviews. Yeah, Jacob already has a pretty like close. Yeah, this isn't Elvis the rock star. This is Elvis the groomer. Right. And I think he does a great job of playing this version of Elvis, which is one of the versions of the real life Elvis. Yeah. Anyway, I just I thought that the hate was really stupid. No, he does a fantastic job. No, no problem from him. He's fantastic. I've already seen enough of him naked in, in Euphoria. Jeez. They don't show any of him. I was like, I was like worried. I'm like, damn, this this man's buff. I don't think Elvis was that buff. I hope they don't show buff Elvis. They used, <laughs> yeah, they did a lot of um, like. There's no nudity. In there's this no, movie. No, I'm, no. I'm trying to say that that they did a really good job at framing the shots a certain way to where you can't, you know, you can see how tall. Jacob oh, that is was, yeah. compared to Kaylee and stuff, but that, that's another thing. Um, but they did a lot of like side face shots with Jacob, which so, was really so uh, smart. yeah. Another thing that the cinematography does, and uh, a little bit later in the movie, once he he convinces her to like go with him to Vegas, yeah, and this really did happen. All of everything in this movie really did happen. He's like takes this teenager on a drug fueled trip through Vegas. 
And the this is where they really display the cinematography, the shots of how small, how much smaller and younger she is than him. Mm-hmm. And they just do that just in cinematography. And like I said, this movie doesn't yell these things at you. I feel like a dumber movie for dumber people. Like like most. See, I hate biopics. You know, I fucking hate because they're all formulaic and they do fucking yell at you. They do yell down at you. If this was a worse movie and it was like made by um, whoever did that uh freddie prince freddie not freddie prince jr freddie mercury freddie mercury i would i would love to see the freddie prince jr biopic though (laughs) okay that's like the most random (laughs) random celebrity (laughs) that we could ever do a biopic on (laughs) so uh i think i feel like a dumber uh a movie for dumber people or a dumber director would have someone be like but she's just a kid what are you doing elvis she's just a kid like you know i feel like it would be yelling at the audience like that and telling you how to think and it doesn't do that it just shows you stuff like this it shows you teeny tiny girl actual man (laughs) yeah but it's also showing priscilla making what she thinks is her her own decisions and you know she really wants this and obviously it's she's she is a 14 year old that thinks that she's very mature and can handle making decisions like this and handle school and everything else on top of being elvis's little smitten kitten yeah i mean it was a different time and because it was a different time elvis was able to get her to move into Graceland and talk her father, who was a military colonel, right? Yeah. He got his colonel to talk, colonel versus colonel. <laughs> he, so he, he talked her is... into going in that. There was a part that was left out of the movie that I um that I read about later. Oh, yeah? So uh, I'll get into it. I guess we're going to speed run since this episode's already pretty long. So she has to go through school. Like, it's a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. But she has to go through school still. And, like, so Elvis takes her back and, like, he he pretty much keeps her in Graceland. And, like I said, it's shot like your grandma's house. Like, she is in your grandma's house with the floor. Yeah. And she's bored. And Elvis just runs back off on tour. Yeah. And then he's like, finish school up, babe. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she has to finish up high school. And... You know, she was four. So this has been like a good four years mm-hmm. that she has been moved over here. And I, I thought, like, I, I already knew a lot of the stuff that happened in this movie that happened. I did not know. So he waits until she is out of high school and then presents a ring and gets married. Right. And he knew what he was. That he knew what he was doing. And this is why I'm telling you all that this is a totally different type of grooming that you. A lot of people are just not ready to grasp because what you're going to say in my comments and shit is how is it pedophilia if she was 18 whenever they had sex? And I'm telling you that it's pedophilia and it's still grooming because he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing whenever he met her, whenever she was 14 and giving a 14 year old girl these huge dreams and aspirations and making her feel so smitten and never giving her that type of attention and keeping it to her imagination. And she never saw what was coming to into her life next after that. Yeah. Like, like, so the word grooming is used a lot, even just in business as in you're grooming someone as an apprentice to the word grooming is just like making someone into what you want them to be. Right. 
And that's why it's a power dynamic. And it's more of that, where I've seen grooming can happen between two adults. It's the power dynamic. If there's somebody that can is turning in somebody into what exactly they want so they can control them and have that thing that they want, that's grooming. And this is what he did. He wanted a little girl at home. Right. And then he gets to go out and do whatever he wants when he's on the road. Right. And, but, the, it shows and then that she's just waiting. You know, he hasn't fucked her until she's 18, but she's just at Graceland waiting. That does not mean... Walking halls That empty. does not mean that he did not groom her. That just means that he legally covered his own ass. Yeah, and you know, they didn't really show in the movie. I wonder if Colonel gave him that advice, too. Because he managed his career and knew what to say. But this is, like, the, the the plot of this movie is just the real story. Like I said, the way that it's shown. It's harder to say exactly how all these shots are shown. But one of the great things that Sofia Coppola does is the, the close-up shots of uh, her getting ready. Mm-hmm. Like, her hair, her oh, doing yeah, her makeup. Yeah, that's what I was telling you on the way home from this movie. And she does this in a few of her other movies, too. They're always my favorite ones, where she is girl getting ready. I love girl getting ready scenes. She does them really well. Yeah, so it's all these little things. And uh, for some reason, they're back on the feet shots. This has been feet shot month. God, I absolutely (laughs) fucking love that for some reason in 2023, female directors have been the ones with the absolute most feet shots. We're not we're not we're not mentioning Exorcist Believer in their feet shots again. (laughs) Um, Those don't count, but. Yeah, uh-huh. I like I I was watching um Lost in Translation. There's a lot of feet shots in that too. I'm like, why is everyone railing on Quentin Tarantino like when well, the- then we got Sophie <laughs> Sophia Coppola. Sophia Coppola. <laughs> <laughs> See now you're on one. Like I said, we switched. <laughs> I don't know. I think film fatale maybe what I call myself now. Okay. Is kind of like the midpoint of the movie after they get married when she graduates. And like I said, the movie shows like these ups and downs. And but Elvis is also always with his fucking posse. Like she doesn't really have friends her own age. It shows like the only like other girls she can hang out she's with. She's also not allowed to bring anyone over to Graceland. Yeah, she's not ar- allowed to have people over. He gives her a little, a little puppy, and that's her only friend. She uh, she can't really hang out with the other girls that even work at Graceland, and she can only hang out with Elvis and his fucking posse. And those are still, like, the most exciting moments of her life, but it's still, like, him with his bros. Yeah. And they just are, like, out doing the dumbest shit. Like, they, you know, they show, like I said, these these scenes, those are the high points in her life and her career. And they show, they show, like, in the cinematography, the contrast of the dreaminess distilled with the, with the despair of when he's gone. And um, with one of the scenes, like, she just... Like, he's just destroying a house with a bulldozer. Like, he's just doing dumb man shit. Yeah, he's just being... A- <laughs> shoot, shoot, shooting guns, destroying things, being being an East... Ten- oh, no, not East. A West Tennessee West man. West Tennessee, yeah. <laughs> West Ten- just being a Tennessean. As a Tennessean, I can talk shit about Tennesseans. <laughs> not that's ever stopped me from talking shit about anybody. Uh, but, uh, so... This part of the movie kind of in the middle of where he gets, like, obsessed with, like, Eastern religions for a little bit. Yeah, and he, and like, he, won't have sex with her And then or he anything. stops having sex with her. And, like, apparently, uh, I, I, I looked into it a little more. I talked about it with Zach a little bit, too. Um, Zach said there's rumors that Elvis might have been bisexual or gay and couldn't come out. And because he only, he didn't have 
sex with her very much, apparently. Yeah, I mean, the movie gave that vibe, too. It gave that vibe. And like I said, this movie doesn't scream anything at you. Mm-hmm. Like, he waited a long time to fuck her, and then he does very rarely. I Has don't, a kid and is like, okay, I'm done. I don't know how much... I mean, not that, not that I don't believe that Elvis can't be bisexual. I'm only speaking from personal experience. Um with a man who also used sex as a weapon where, and you know, you're pers- saying sex Elvis only could last 30 seconds. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying that, um, sex in a dynamic like that, where one person is trying to emotionally manipulate another person and isolate them. It does become a bit of a weapon where, and Priscilla does have that moment at some point where she snaps and she says, you're my husband. I want to feel desired. And I actually felt really emotional in that scene. I don't want to say triggered um, just because I have literally been there way too many times where someone would leave me so touch starved for weeks and weeks and sometimes months and not touch me at all. And then you, you break and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And then, you know, also Priscilla was reading things in tabloids constantly about Elvis being with other women. And there's actually truth to a lot of them. And seeing that, and that's whenever sex becomes a weapon. So I don't know. And I'm not saying that Elvis wasn't bisexual. I'm just saying that the fact that he didn't have sex with Priscilla very often might not have been just a sexuality thing. That's like literally just a, it's a tactic at that point. He wasn't really as concerned with the sex with Priscilla as much as he was having someone at Yeah, she home. was a trophy. She was a trophy. She was the one that was there whenever he needed someone at home. Like, I mean, the movie showed her putting up with his cheating and she'd always, you know, get the magazines of Elvis with new hot star. Are they a couple? Yeah. And she's just like, what the fuck is this bro? And he's like, quit being crazy. Yeah. I've been there. (laughs) I mean, obviously my ex is not Elvis, but I mean, (laughs) he thinks he's a musician. (laughs) Emotionally. I've been there. Yeah. Um, but I thought those scenes in the middle where he's like, they have a scene where they do acid together, (laughs) which is another high point. (laughs) That was an interesting scene. They do acid together, and it <laughs> that, that looked fun, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that 60s acid. The 60s acid. But then, uh, then like, <laughs> they show him burning all of his Eastern philosophy books, because yeah. Colonel told him to. <laughs> Colonel told him to, bur- to burn them. Uh, that was funny. And then they show uh, some of his violent tendencies, too, like you said. Of, and, and that was witnessed by other people. Like, nothing in this movie was, like... He did this. Um, I guess we probably the one of the things I skimmed over was that he like drugged her and she fell asleep for two days. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> they show her having her baby. A big important part of that is how she puts makeup on even go to go to the to the hospital and have her baby because she knows she's going to be in the spotlight of having her baby. They just show her baby a few times here and there. So Lisa Marie's not in it too much. She can't get that pissed off. Uh, yada, yada, yada. And get, uh, I think the and. 
she gets towards the end of the movie. I think it's important to say the... Uh, oh, the subtle differences in her hair is a big thing throughout the movie, too. Uh, she gets mad at uh, Elvis flirting with another woman that has her perfume on and that, that she wears all the time, and she gets upset over that. Okay, yeah, that one also hurt me on a personal level. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's uh, quickly trying to say that... Uh, so so Elvis's estate, uh, and because of Lisa Marie, they were not able to use any of Elvis's music in the movie because of that bitch. And I think that it actually helped the movie. It beca- did, yeah. Uh, because Sofia Coppola is known for her anachronistic music choices and using non-period specific movies. It did better than the fucking Baz Luhrmann movie that used fucking rap. What the fuck was that shit? That was fucking terrible. Whose fucking idea was that? Fucking bullshit. Fuck you. That was so fucking stupid. I heard about that shit before I, hated I saw that it. movie. Yeah. And then I saw that scene. I'm like, you know what? It's worse than they fucking said it was. But So it worked better in this when she used music from outside of the time that it you know this outside of the 50s and maybe early 60s um it worked better in this movie and i think that it was really cool that it didn't have elvis music because it's not an elvis movie it's not about you bitch we don't care about your music this isn't about you it's not about you elvis (laughs) yeah i mean it kind of just kind of it just kind of drove home the point of the movie more that it's not about Elvis. It, it was I, Priscilla. I thought, I thought the one scene of him being mad at someone bringing up the Beatles was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Oh my gosh. Uh, so anyways, towards the end of the movie, it's after he gets a little more violent and he's playing Vegas more kind of towards the end of his life. I don't know how much time since their divorce and he, his death. I don't know how long of a sure. gap there was in that. Uh, but, um, you're like he she she says that she wants to divorce and you're expecting more rage from him but he just has quiet resignation yeah like she's just kind of knows it's over and um uh so um you know she just leaves graceland um quietly it's not so much of a big bang and i think that was a big point of it too that she did leave like he didn't try to fight back he didn't try to stop it uh he was kind of already in his downfall he was he is a like he was always a drug addict. He died a drug addict. He was a drug addict when she met him. Like, he's always been a drug addict. Right. Uh, I think that's another part of the complicated Elvis story. He is a drug addict. He was a drug addict. It fucking killed him. Uh, or the shit did. The peanut butter sandwiches. Something it was, did. There was a, <laughs> it was a combination of. Okay, yeah. Elvis is complicated. <laughs> he's complicated. Even the shit that killed him is complicated. It's all complicated. <laughs> they didn't show him dying on the, shit, on the shitter again. Another cop out. I want to see it. Just oh one movie. I just want one movie to show it. I just uh, need one movie with the balls to show it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. She, she leaves. Um, and I think the song that they play at that point is probably one of the most important uh, needle drops. Like I said, Sofia Coppola is one of the queen, is the queen of needle drops, and it plays a, it was a cover, right? Yeah. Of the Whitney Houston song, right? No, I Will Always Love You. No, that Dolly Parton not, sang Dolly that Parton? song What's originally. That? Oh, was it originally yeah, Dolly Parton? Yeah, she sang song? that song originally, and Whitney Houston Well, I'm sorry, t- did Whitney Houston did it better. Excuse the fuck out of you. <laughs> oh my gosh, you almost had me tripping there for God. a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dolly Parton is the original singer of that song, okay. and Whitney Houston did the cover. I'm sorry, Whitney Houston did it better, I'm going to say that. <laughs> no, I mean, Dolly Parton agrees. Dolly okay. Parton absolutely loves that song, but 
Yeah, Whitney Houston is did oh, that song okay. way better, but I'm Dolly sorry. Parton is the uh, original you can take singer. Take away my Tennessee card, then. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it used the Dolly version. Yeah, it does. It does the it uses Dolly's original version of "I Will Always Love You," uh, which I think is very important because Priscilla said has said in real life that she still and always does love Elvis, even though she was in this relationship. So using that song also said that without having to say it like right. a worse movie would she's never remarried and i think that's a big point of why i'm saying this movie is so great is because i have seen worse biopics they have to scream at the audience because the audience is probably full of fucking morons right and this movie does not play this movie does not talk down to its audience and that's why it upholds its integrity and it's also why a bunch of morons on the internet are pissed off great movie four and a half stars definitely see this movie fantastic movie See, that's why we're such a weird podcast, because <laughs> one week we're like, this movie has a mother eating her child's brains out of her head like popcorn. Great movie. Go see it. And then the next week we're like, this really quiet movie about abuse is really great. Go see it. We we are the both of these people. We are. We're really complicated. <laughs> Get a bitch that can do both. <laughs> yeah. So that's us. Get two bitches that can do both. <laughs> Get two bitches. <laughs> two bitches. Two brothers. Uh, yeah. So we're going to sign off. Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah. Find our Facebook group. We have a Facebook group called Unhinged Movie Misfits where we post memes and updates. And we have an Instagram at Unhinged Movie Podcast. Follow us on there. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon or just engage on our Facebook group and we will catch you all next episode. Bye. Not about you, bitch. We don't care about your music. This isn't about you. It's not about you, Elvis.